<laughs> You're now listening to the Inside Out Podcast with Jimmy Hunt. Get it. Welcome to Inside Out with Jimmy Hunt. My job is simple, to improve my mental fitness through any means possible and deconstruct what works, what doesn't, and what I think may be able to help you become mentally fitter. And quite often, it leads me to some pretty interesting people, places, and stories. Today, pretty interesting person with some pretty interesting stories. His name is Nigel Beach, and you've heard of him before because I think he was episode number nine on this podcast. And now I think this, Nigel, somewhere around, you might, I think you'll be episode number 65. So welcome back. Wow. Thank you. The first repeat guest. Oh, that's great. Feel special, Nigel. These days, we, uh, I mean, we've done some work together looking at your business. What are you calling yourself? What do you do? Well, uh, Jimmy, I'm a performance consultant, which means, what does that mean? It means that I basically help a people. A human performance consultant. Yeah, that's right. Yeah. Human performance consultant. That's even better. I'm there to get new business cards now, Jimmy, thanks to you. Yeah. So <laughs> basically, I help people who are struggling. Yeah, exactly. And the reason why I send so many people to you and I speak so highly of you is that Originally, when I first met you, you were, you were a physio. You, you were just Nigel Beach, the physio who does some breath work stuff, but you were never just a physio. You were always someone that was looking at the problems of the individual holistically and applying many different solutions to that person to be able to get them happier, healthier, less pain, removing stubborn ailments that they'd had their entire lives. And uh, it's one of the reasons I love you very much, Nigel. And today, we're going to talk about something that is a little bit out of most people's wheelhouse. So, I mean, when you look at sort of the core components of alternative lifestyle and preventative medicine, we're pretty sound on things like nutrition and exercise and stress management. And we've moved into things like breath work and somatic practices and even relationships, right? Every third episode of this podcast is on relationships for your mental fitness. So we understand that there are many facets to good mental fitness, but what I don't think Many people, like, I mean, shit, I'd say 1% of the people of this listening to this podcast would fit grounding or earthing into those practices or something part of their practice that they do to increase their mental fitness. It's something that you and I have talked about a lot and something that, as far as experts go, you're the top of my list for it. Um, I'm sure that you'll tell us some uh, world-renowned experts and stuff as well, but I listen to what you have to say. So thanks for coming and having a chat to me about this. Now, I want to start by quoting Nigel Beach when he said, grounding is the single most effective thing I have ever done for my health. Do you remember saying that? I do, yeah. And I think I, I said the single most effective modality 
okay. I've used for my health. So yeah. meaning that it's an external thing, something that, um, so I, I sort of, when I work with people, I first of all, talk to them, assess them, listen. And then when I try and help them, I use different components. I can use, it might be language. It might be talk. It might be building trust. It might be uh, altering their paradigm of what they are going through. Uh, in a way, medicine is basically, it can be a bit of a corrupter. Um, having an MRI, which shows a, a prolapsed disc, can be a bit of a corrupter to someone. They can feel broken. They can feel damaged. So sometimes people need to understand that they they aren't dictate their, their health and longevity isn't dictated by that one single scan. In fact, these scans are quite normal. So sometimes I need to talk to people, tell stories. Sometimes there are practices that they need to take on. And that can include something like breath work, or it can be a movement practice. And that's things that they can do to themselves. And then another lot is ingestibles. What are things that we can actually take, which are going to um, help our physiology to be more optimal? So that could be something like magnesium malate or some other form of ingestible, which is going to help their problem. And then there's also the modality section. And the modality section are physical things that you can utilize, but they're generally passive, meaning it might be, um, say, you know, sleeping on a grounding mat. So that's something that they're doing, but it's sort of being done to them rather than they're actually taking on the work. Or it could be utilizing an ice bath, which again is a modality or a sauna, yeah. which are all physical things that you can do. Or yoga or massage or, you know, any of any of those sorts of things. And so, yeah, yeah, cool. Thanks for clarifying that. It is the uh, the modality that has helped you the most. I mean, I I like that distinction because you know there are there are internal things that you can do for your mental fitness that are going to far outweigh the external things. But it's good to understand what the external things do to start this uh, this podcast, this discussion on earthing or grounding. I have gone and taken a abstract from sciencedirect.com, which is a uh, a website that collates uh, peer-reviewed scientific studies. And so I just want to read this to people. If it sounds like I'm reading it, it's because I'm reading it. And so they said, earthing, also known as grounding, refers to the discovery that bodily contact with the Earth's natural electric charge stabilizes the physiology at the deepest levels, reduces inflammation, pain, and stress, improves blood flow, energy, and sleep, and generates greater well-being. Such effects are profound, systemic, and foundational, and often develop rapidly. Earthing is as simple as routinely working barefoot outdoors and or using inexpensive grounding systems indoors while sleeping or sitting. Practices that restore a lost and needed electric connection with the earth. Some 20 studies to date have reported intriguing evidence of wide and significant physiological improvements when the body is grounded versus non-grounded. The research, along with numerous anecdotal reports, demonstrates that earthing clearly deserves inclusion in the clinical practice of preventative, alternative, and lifestyle medicine and has great 
potential to render these approaches more effective. Well, that's what they had to say about that. Do you agree with that, Nigel Beach? Well, I'm surprised. That is such, that's a wonderful summary of what earthing and grounding is. So, yeah, they really covered it off there. That's a fantastic explanation. Yeah. And so uh, I was reading some other scientific stuff. And in terms of uh, international peer reviewed studies, there really have been a comparatively small amount, very little. Like, I mean, it's a, it's a, a modality that has so much more scope for research. And obviously, one of the, the simple reasons why there's been not enough research into it is because it's pretty much completely free. <laughs> no, no one's making any money out of it. So there's not many people willing to fund studies for it. Uh, because as they said there, it is as simple as going outside and putting your feet onto the earth. It's like, it just sounds, it sounds so simple. We should set up grounding farms, Jimmy, and uh, charge access for people to come and walk barefoot on our farm. That's a good idea. Um, there's this other bit that I, I really like, which said, earthing simply means reconnecting to the conductive human body to the earth's natural and subtle surface electric charge, an effortless lifestyle activity that systematically influences the basic bioelectrical function of the body. Doing so surprisingly stabilizes the physiology, reduces inflammation, pain, stress, improves sleep, they already said that stuff, and produces greater well-being. These are systemic, profound effects. People often report that after they start earthing, they feel and look healthier and younger, and those with pain report less pain, and even mood improves. Because earthing restores a primordial electric connection to the earth lost over time because of the human lifestyle. And earthing appears to correct what we call an electron deficiency syndrome, an overlooked and likely significant cause of multiple health disorders. I did a lot of reading. And as we see, I just copied out a few things in there. And it's one of those things that I'm actually not a very good example of somebody who should be testing things because I really find it hard to feel significant changes in a lot of things. But I know people like you, people like my wife, and a bunch of other people have had significant changes. So I'd love you to tell me about you know, where did grounding come from in your practice? How did you get into it? What, do you, what did you do? What have you done? And how has it actually affected you? Yeah, so I really... so. You know, I've been looking into different cultural applications of health for a number of years, and we always knew that going barefoot outside was something that was going to yield a positive result on us. Now, I thought it was from submitting ourselves to a degree of discomfort, so walking barefoot on the road or the concrete, and that's a little bit, you know, people find that tough. So I came at it from a point of, okay, grounding, I'm out there, I'm, it's like reflexology kind of thing. I'm submitting myself to some feeling of touch with the foot on the ground, and that's got to be good for me. And I was walking up the mount barefoot and doing all these things barefoot, thinking of it from that point of view. Now, 
you know, I've been a good friend of Wim Hof for a number of years now, about six or seven years. And, um, you know, his approach and the, using the breath work and bringing in these esoteric disciplines and practices and people were kind of talking about grounding in that population of people who were attracted to Wim's work initially, but they weren't talking about it from the inflammatory point. They were talking about it more from a, a connection, a sort of felt connection to the earth, which I guess in you know, modern day parlance, that would be a bit woo woo, maybe. Yeah. I mean, spirituality has been, has been sort of where that's been talked about the most, isn't it? Like, you know, they're always talking about, I need to ground myself. I, you know, I need to do that sort of stuff, which is why I started this podcast with scientific excerpts. Because anyone out there who's already in that space of grounding, I'm not going to, do I need to align my chakras and put my crystals out at the same time? I want them to understand that this is this is a, a proper scientific principle that we're talking about here. Yeah, exactly. And that's what it is. And But that wasn't really well understood until um, I read some research on grounding. And this was uh, done by really the, the godfather or the grandfather of modern earthing, and that's Mr. Clint Ober. So Clint Ober is a wonderful individual that I would seek, uh, I'd seek out. You know, I'd encourage your listeners to listen to some podcasts with Clint. He was in the uh, field of computers and satellite TV and connections. And he sort of, I think he made his millions in computing. And um, one day he was sitting in his mansion and he just wasn't happy. And he rung his two kids and he told them, come and get what you want from the house. I'm selling it all or giving it away. And he bought an RV and he started traveling around. And he made a connection. He sort of realized that, you know, to protect computer equipment, it has to be earthed. Everything in our house has to be grounded or earthed in the, in the electrical sense because electrical charge is very damaging. And I think he was watching uh, one of these tour buses came in and he saw all these people walking off the bus and they had these, these white sneakers on. All of them had these big, thick white shoes on. And he thought about it from his computing perspective and he thought, hang on a second, we're a large electrical organism and we are insulating ourselves from being grounded. Isn't that yeah. fascinating? So that was really the aha moment for him. And then he went down a, a bit of a rabbit hole looking at electrical charge and electrical charge and uh, charges in humans and the effects on our physiology when we're not grounded. And he's a great man. He put a lot of money into some of these studies and he enabled these studies to be done. I think there was a big one done at um, uh, Stanford University. And then he spoke to other doctors about this and he ended up speaking to one doctor and they said, it was a cardiologist. He said, Clint, if you're talking about um, the effects of grounding, you, you need to look at inflammation because people think that inflammation is like if you roll your ankle to me and then it puffs up, they think that's mm -hmm. inflammation. But this cardiologist said to him, no, inflammation is within all of us, as you and I know. Um, we have a degree of inflammation inside of us, inflammatory cells, sort of ready for the wolf at the door kind of thing, you know, to unleash if we do get a cut or a scrape or an infection or uh, bacteria. So this cardiologist led him down the path of, we need to see what this does to inflammation. And then they started doing studies on it. And here's the kicker for me. So we have an electrical charge within us, Jimmy, and that charge is determined by our surroundings. So for example, if we're outside in the woods, the charge will be quite low. 
if you're inside my clinic room at the moment and I have a laptop running, I have Bluetooth keyboards, I have a, a electrical lamp above me and I have cabling all throughout the walls providing electricity to the sockets, my charge is a lot higher. So your closeness to charge dictates what you uh, experiencing within your body in terms of and we can charge. check that charge, Nigel. You you showed me how to do it with one of the uh, yeah, what's it called? Uh, multimeter. This is a this is yeah, this is a multimeter. So you're absolutely right. You just ground one cable to the ground, and then you just simply hold on to the other end um, through a wire, and then you can see what your charge is definitively. And it's amazing when you go around the house and you see what what your charge is under different circumstances and different places in in the environment. So that charge, if we're outside barefoot, Jimmy, standing on uh, grass or mud or concrete, um, then that charge is neutralized. It's taken to zero because it's grounded. So that charge within you will then go to zero and you're grounded. But now with the advent of wearing shoes, which really, you know, it's the advent of uh, plastics, plastics and rubber in shoes which really came on in the 60s. Before that, a lot of shoes were leather-soled. Now, leather is a great conductor. I do have some leather-soled shoes that are handmade in the States, and that will make sure that you're grounded because it will conduct charge. But these plastic shoes, they don't. So they insulate you from being grounded. So that means that that charge stays within you. Now, inside, um, not many homes are actually grounded because we've got all these synthetics and polyesters and plastics and um, the house likely isn't grounded. So even if you are barefoot inside, you're probably not getting grounded. Even on my um, wonderful Rebu floors at home, seeing there's a, a layer of varnish on there, I'm not grounded at home. Interesting. And the ad- So what happens with that? Um, the charge will try and be neutralized by your own body. And here's the kicker. The the charge will be tried to be neutralized by neutrophils and lymphocytes. Now, they are inflammatory cells, Jimmy. So these inflammatory cells are coming out to try and deliver a proton to this electrical charge within our body. It'll try and neutralize it. The body wants to be at zero. So these inflammatory cells are trying to neutralize the charge. They'll never win, though, Jimmy. So you stay in a perpetual loop of chronic inflammation, and what is the cause of 95% of disease states, uh, mental health states, inflammation? Yeah, I mean, and that's a really key thing for a lot of people to understand if they have not come across this, you know, I'm just guessing, but it's probably like the last 20 years, we've really seen all the science around inflammation and its cause of most, so many of the most common illnesses, including depression and being in a state of low mental fitness, inflammation is a massive thing. Now, there's there are many, many things that can cause inflammation from what you eat through to your stress responses to uh, trauma and a myriad of other things. But the point is, what we what we need to be doing is making sure we negate that inflammation, and we're looking for all sorts of tools to be able to do that. And what you're saying here is grounding is another one of those tools that can help us reduce our inflammation. Absolutely. And it's it's really phenomenal, Jimmy. Um, and you know what I'm like. I'm, I always have a healthy degree of cynicism. At the heart of it, I am a health scientist. And I, it needs to meet 
the barrier of science for me. Looking at grounding and then looking at these, these around 20 peer-reviewed studies on this, looking at all things from cortisol levels and sleep to uh, inflammation to pain, they all come out with a huge reduction in these symptoms. So I, I think it's really good and it's free. It's easy. Now, there are ways where you can up-level your grounding ability, and that's where the modality aspect comes in. Like That's where you can actually, as you said in the, in the uh, entrance there, about these mats that you can get relatively inexpensive. I'm standing, standing on one right now. So I can't be barefoot on the grass when I'm here doing this. So I simply stand on a conductive mat and that is plugged into the wall socket, and that, the wall socket's got three pins. The bottom pin is the earth, which is literally a wire that goes from that electrical socket out to a rod that's shoved in the earth. It's, it's literally a grounding rod placed in the earth, and every home has one of these. So that's how I can piggyback off the building's uh, grounding system, and that's simply by a conductive mat with a wire that leads into a wall socket, wall plug. So you and can do this it. at home. You and you you go you go Nigel Beach level, uh, whereas you've got you you stand and work on a grounding mat, and you sleep on, uh, basically a grounding mat that goes under your sheet. Yeah, and that's been the biggest change to me. So when I first heard about this scientific aspect and the inflammatory aspect of how grounding can negate inflammation. Like inflammation can't actually happen if you're grounded. It's, it's fascinating. So I thought, okay, I'm going to buy one of these mats. Actually, I'm going to buy two. I'm going to buy one for me to go on my side of the bed and one for my darling little girl, Marnie, who's six years old, because she's had a few health challenges, uh, chronic tonsillitis. And, um, you know, she's wet herself every night uh, in bed, you know, so she's been wearing nappies well past what would be considered a, a normal age for wearing nappies. Uh, for bedtime. So I put this mat on my bed. I put it on Marnie's bed. And what did I feel? Well, I woke up in the morning and the, the depth of sleep was insane. It was like nothing I've ever experienced before. I got to sleep so quick, but the depth of sleep was something that astounded me and how I felt when I woke up. And that was because like, I already take, you know, all the ingestibles, like different supplements to help with sleep. I know how important that is. Basically, if if you're not getting seven to eight hours of un uninterrupted sleep, that's where we start with on your health journey. So I already, I know how important sleep is. I take supplements. I do the ice baths, the parasympathetic state breathing. I do different breathing techniques. And for me to feel that, I was blown away. Now, I couldn't say to my little girl, hey, how did you sleep, Marnie? How do you feel? But what I saw straight away, she stopped wetting herself and she has not wet herself once ever since. And her you mean first night? It's first night, mate. So from straight away, bang, dry and nappy. And then over time, far less incidence of this chronic tonsillitis, which was, was so frequent. And, um, you know, it's yeah. nothing like a sick child to disrupt your sleep. No, exactly. And that's from doing nothing, really, just going to sleep, yeah. but going to sleep in a different way. I've got a study yeah. here that I thought you'd find interesting, um, which was done on premature infants. And the study was conducted in 2017 by doctors at the Pennsylvania State University Children's Hospital Neonatal Intensive Care Unit. <laughs> big, big title there. 
they found that earthing premature infants produced immediate and significant improvements in measurements of autonomic nervous system functioning, critically important in the regulation of inflammatory and stress responses. Earthing the babies significantly increased heart rate variability, indicative of improved vagal tone. Now, if people don't know about heart rate variability and vagal tone, do you want to explain it, Nigel Beach? Yeah, so that's that's an amazing study. I'm blown away that they. Did I haven't that finished these, it yet, but I just I thought I'd just okay. get I'll get, get yeah. you to explain that bit. So the heart rate variability is basically it's a key indicator for health. Uh, when our heart beats, it should not be um, in a constant rhythm. There should be variability between beats, between um, the up and the down. So the more variability we have, the healthier we are. That's what heart rate variability is. And that's what a lot of people track through, say, an aura ring or through these smart devices. Yeah. Um, now, the other one you mentioned was vagal tone. Yep. The vagus nerve is, it's basically, it's, it's like our second brain. It links our gut to our brain. So yeah. the vagus nerve starts in the brain. It winds its way all the way down into our gut. Uh, so that's really the indicator of where our stress threshold is. The more vagal tone we have, the better we are able to tolerate stress in our environment. Yeah, absolutely. And so earthing was achieved by adhering an earthing patch to the skin of the babies. So it's very similar to what you were talking about, but instead of putting them on a whole mat, they have a, they have a cord that comes from a plug and it attaches to a patch that you stick onto your arm. And so they stuck that on them when they're in their cribs in the, or incubators and among the babies tested, grounding raised parasympathetic tone within minutes, commented wow. researcher Charles Palmer, MBCHB. And when tied to our previous work, which found that vagal tone was an important risk factor for necrotizing intercolitis, which is apparently a devastating intestinal disease that affects about 10% of premature infants, this new finding may offer an opportunity to protect babies even further. More research is obviously needed to further demonstrate that earthing enhances vagus nerve transmission and thereby improves stress and inflammatory regulatory mechanisms to pre in preterm infants. Recent research has revealed that the vagus nerve plays a major role in the so-called anti-inflammatory reflex, a mechanism controlling basic immune responses and inflammation during pathogen invasion and tissue injury. Among other things, the nerves actions help to inhibit excessive production of pro-inflammatory chemicals. I'm not going to read any more because wow. I've read too much today, but that's, uh, that's a good one. That's amazing, mate. And uh, honestly, I, I got into this. I've got these, you know, two wonderful kids who you know and love too, Jimmy. And um, I got into this grounding when they were four and five, uh, probably then, maybe five and six. Um, now, hey, I wish I had it when they were a baby. I just think all of these problems we see in infants, um, the unsettled infant, you know, the colic or, you know, these conditions. Like my little boy, uh, Henley, he had chronic eczema, covered his whole body. And, you know, this was, it was so crippling to see him suffering from this. 
eczema is basically this inflammatory condition, mate. And I was fortunate. I had a good friend in Asher Packman. He's the president of Meditation Australia, a wonderful guy. He's got um, so many great stories. But he, I was talking to him over dinner in Australia one night, telling him about Henley's eczema. And he said, where is he sleeping? And I said, well, he's in the lounge. You know, we've only got a two-bedroom place, so he was in the lounge. And uh, he, he goes, where's his cot? And I said, oh, it's, you know, just, he goes, is it close to the smart meter in your home? I didn't even know what that was, but these, these are power meters that are smart meters, which relay information back to the power companies. And I said, well, it is on the wall down the other end here. And he goes, okay. He goes, what about your Wi-Fi router? And I said, yeah, well, that's probably about a meter and a half away from his crib. And he said, he almost didn't want to talk to me about it because he sees how EMF in the home can be so problematic for so many people, but they aren't able to change their environment. And he almost felt that telling people about it, a problem that they probably can't solve might be more harmful than just letting them live with yeah. it. But I said, no, let, let me know. Tell me, man, what do you got to say about this? And he said, um, call the power company, ask them to put in one of the old style meters. And then he said, take the Wi-Fi out of your house. And I was like, what? You know, because that's what we all need. Even my new fridge has got a little thing. It's got Wi-Fi on it. You can connect your Wi-Fi to your fridge. That's how Alexa works. <laughs> that's how all these devices work. Like, yeah. why we need that? I don't know. So, but I trusted him so much. Um, so Wi-Fi, that's the World Health Organization that has uh, classified Wi-Fi as a carcinogen. And it, it did that in 2011. So we've known that for for a long time, that Wi-Fi is distinctly harmful to our human health. Yes, Nigel, so, but you can't tell me to take it out of my house because I'm speaking to you from Mexico <laughs> right now on the Wi-Fi. <laughs> so, so here's here's what I did, Jimmy. So I, I rang the IT guy that services the clinic here, and I said, "Listen, I was in Australia, Jimmy, and I said, listen, go over to the house. I want you to take out the Wi-Fi, and I want you to hardwire in LAN ports." So that's the, uh, the the land cables that plug directly in. So he did that. Um, within six weeks, Jimmy, little Henley's eczema completely disappeared. Now, the rationale for that is these EMF fields, these electromagnetic fields, they cause the body to produce, as what was said, these pro-inflammatory cytokines, these inflammatory cells that go out to try and put out this fire of inflammation uh, of, um, sorry, EMF, which causes high inflammation. And then you get results such as eczema. So I've, that was before I knew about grounding. All I knew then was about mitigating EMF in the home. But uh, now I know about how to actually ground ourselves. So it's like a double whammy now. No, no Wi-Fi in the house still. It's all through LAN cables. Um, but now we sleep grounded. Interesting. Now, how about yourself? Like what have you what have you felt personally by by doing this? Yeah, well, I noticed straight away the big thing for me was sleep, and I just get to sleep so quickly to me. So as soon as I lie in my bed, um, and you know, my wife Jess, she goes to the bathroom and does whatever girls do, you know, in the pre bedroom routine. There, often she would come back and I'd be asleep straight away, <laughs> and, and and that would never used to happen. So yeah. you get to sleep far quicker. So I felt that straight away. And we know another that's good for you. We know that's great for you. Yeah, absolutely. And another thing I noticed, and this is a lot of my, my clients notice this too, is the dreams. The dreams are so vivid. 
and they're a little bit out there, Jimmy. But um, awesome. So <laughs> I, I want to do it so, just for the dreams, then. Yeah, yeah, it's really noticeable, and um, I get a lot of feedback on that from some of my clients. Um, so one just recently, actually, in the NRL, saying. He's like, bro, these dreams. <laughs> he goes, is everything all right? You couldn't believe it. I... <clears throat> so what is that telling us? Well, that's telling us that we're accessing now REM phase sleep. So getting into that sleep state and getting into the deep dream state, that's what we're accessing more now. Um, the other thing I noticed, Jimmy, yeah, you go ahead. And that, that, and that, that REM sleep, for people to understand, that's, that's the sleep that generates the restorative benefits in in our bodies right that's the healing sleep yeah exactly and that's what everyone with these smartwatches are trying to get into um because that is that's the gold the rem sleep and that's yeah. what's disrupted if we drink alcohol before bed um, yeah. if we have high levels of cortisol in our body so i noticed that then i noticed waking in the morning i just felt amazing i felt so good I didn't ever wake up feeling tired, you know, as if I needed more sleep. I felt really good. And then the other one, I just noticed, and I saw this in my little boy too, I really noticed a sense of calm within me. It's sort of hard to describe. I've had talks with other people who have been grounded, but I noticed this far less agitation in myself. I talked to you about this, Nigel Beach. I said to you <laughs> that you are much more grounded. <laughs> <laughs> I, exactly. Like the the nervous energy that you used to have when talking or presenting really toned down and it became a much more self-assured conversation that I had with you. And yeah, and you're like, yeah, I found that from this grounding. Yeah, it, that's right. And I think you you said um uh, uh, I was less manic. Yeah, <laughs> so, I said you were less manic. <laughs> <laughs> That's right. And I've really felt that. I, yeah, it's just the sense of calm. And so that's what I felt. And then interestingly, so I've got, I sleep on a, on a grounding mat, which for the punters at home, this is a, there's all different ones. I've tried them all. Believe me, I've tried them all. He and, has purchased um, them all. Just ask his wife. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> There goes the wine budget for the month. Um, so, yeah, and I've tried them all. And basically, these mats, it's like a sheet you put onto your mattress, uh, you plug it into the wall through this cable, and then you put your normal linen on over top. So you never even know they're there. So that's, that's the default. That's what I sleep on. Now, I've uh, gone back into Twilight Cricket after not playing the game since I was at high school. Thoroughly enjoyed it, but the skills weren't quite there, and I got smacked in the hand when trying to take a catch. And the hand ballooned up, and uh, the swelling came all the way down my arm. And I, I thought, "Geez, I'm in a bit of strife here because you know they're my tools, Jimmy. You know, you that. work hands on, and that's it." So I had a grounding earthing wrap. Now this wrap is is specifically for sportsmen to help sports people to help um, reduce inflammation in areas of pain. So I took it and I wrapped it around my hand and wrist and then I went to sleep. And I woke up in the morning, Jimmy, and the swelling was significantly decreased and I could work the next day. And so I, I used that for the next week. I've subsequently used it on other injuries in my shoulder and 
you just notice the difference. It basically just sucks the inflammation away from the site. It's pretty phenomenal. Yeah. And I mean, and that is from a highly trained physio. That is that is the opinion of a highly trained physio who's who's, you know, your job is to, you know, fix injuries and and restrict inflammation. And so that must be a cool tool to have to have found. Yeah, absolutely. And you know, another case was um, so I work a lot with the All Blacks and um one of them, he had a cut above his eye. He had 10 stitches in his eye. So I went over and saw him. And, and that specific device that was used in that um, uh, premature baby experiment by the Sounds yeah. of Trial, that, that's what the I gave patch. him. I gave him a, yeah, the patch. I It's literally like an ECG electrode. Yeah. So I gave him the electrode. He put near his eye and he plugged that in. And I told him to use that two times 30 minutes a day. And the healing was phenomenal. So in terms of tissue healing, this is another wonderful modality to help increase and speed up not only the, the quality of healing, but the time it takes to heal. And I'm not alone in this. You know, there's, um, there's a doctor who was involved with eight Tour de France victories with US Postal and another team. And they've been using these grounding technologies for some years. And he's got images of um, riders who have fallen off and got a terrible gravel rash and then they grounded and then the next day they can ride again and the tissue heals up so much faster yeah it's impressive i mean we are here i mean we always talk we can talk about physical fitness as we just have just then but you know we're talking about mental fitness and i was explaining earlier the reduction of inflammation uh vagal tone heart rate variability for mental fitness is a is a massive massive component of that and even the results from you becoming karma, which is obviously you've, as, a, as we talked about with the study of the babies, the, the immediate move towards the parasympathetic nervous system that comes with grounding. And the parasympathetic nervous system, as we talked about in Nigel's podcast, episode nine, as well as a bunch of other podcasts, is basically your calm rest state. So do you have, I mean, obviously you uh, go Nigel Beach level and you're on the shit all day, every day. Do we have a minimum effective dose for people for this sort of uh, work? Yeah, well, the really cool thing is there's, so there's grounding in terms of the modality that we can introduce, say the sleep mats or the, the mat I'm standing on, or you can get these little bands that you put on that ground you. But also there is mother nature. We can simply take our shoes and socks off and go and stand on, on the beach, on the sand, walk barefoot. Like it creases me up, Jimmy. It folds me like a deck chair when I see people walking on the beach in my beautiful hometown of <laughs> Mount Mamanui and they're yeah. wearing the Nikes or they're wearing the flip-flops. Yeah, so yeah, yeah. that is the missed opportunity. So if we take our shoes and socks off and we walk barefoot on the beach or we walk barefoot on the grass, concrete is also a, a great conductive surface. Uh, surface. Um, asphalt isn't. So I think, I'm not sure why I think it's the tar or the bitumen is, I think the electrons are too stuck together right. and it doesn't Don't really conduct. Don't walk down the highway. Well. Exactly. Stay off the roads. <laughs> so, um, but the concrete's fine. Um, wood also, as long as it hasn't been um, uh, surface treated. Yeah. So, 
I think even just going outside, walking barefoot for around 30 minutes, and if you've got young kids, get them outside before bedtime on the grass barefoot. It'll just bring them down, bring them into that parasympathetic. So we do know that that can be enough to bring people in uh, to that calm state, or you can also visualize this through if you've got access to a dark field microscope and you can put your blood oh, I do. on a slide. <laughs> so you got one at home in the Yeah. In the, uh, it's, a, it's a mixed conversion though. I don't know if, it, if it's as good. <laughs> Probably makes nachos too. So that's great. Yeah. Um, so you can pop your, your spot of blood on a slide and then you can physically see the dramatic effects of the grounding. There's actually a video um, I could send you, Jimmy, you could put in the show notes. and um, It shows what happens when you take a spot of blood, put it on dark field microscope, and you see these red blood cells all stacked together. They're all on top of each other and inside each other. And then the prescription is simply going outside and walking barefoot for 10 minutes. And then the chap takes this woman's blood again, and then you see the blood cells moving freely and they're unstacked. So it can happen that quickly. And that was just by walking barefoot. So I think if you don't have access uh, to the grounding uh, technology, just go outside and walk barefoot for at least 30 minutes a day. We do know that there's a cumulative effect though. The more you ground, the better it is. Yeah. And it doesn't have to be walking either. You could stand there. You don't actually have to do exactly. the, act, the act of walking. So, for example, Nigel, if you if you read my email newsletter today, uh, if people have signed up and, and read that, they will know that I, for the last three months at least, I have been seeing every sunrise. Um, I've only missed a few. Uh, and I see it down at the beach next to my house. And so... I'm sitting in the sand for approximately an hour each day. Wow. And uh, so obviously the cotton in my shorts still allows me to ground. Is that, isn't that correct, Nigel? Yeah, exactly right. So if you're using a, a natural fiber, um, you will be able to ground through layers of clothing. Um, if you're wearing polyester or plastics, you know, synthetics, that will inhibit the grounding effect. So, yeah, what you're doing is great, Jimmy. Okay. Yeah, and I mean, there's there's all sorts of benefits for that. I mean, I wrote them about them today in the thing and it had nothing to do with grounding, but grounding was a, uh, is, a is a sort of an extra benefit that I can I can get from that. And as I said right at the very start in one of those things I read, it's our lifestyle that has led us to this place. And we can trace lifestyle as causation of <laughs> like pretty much fucking everything that's wrong with us in this day and age. And so our lifestyle is great, though. We, we are currently, you know, as... Uh, as good as humans have ever had it, but we're also getting all of these diseases and chronic symptoms and problems that humans have really had before. And they can be fixed by going backwards to some very simple and easy things like grounding. Yeah, exactly right, Jimmy. If, if you want to go forwards, look backwards. And that's also the, the litmus, litmus test for it. If anything comes across my desk, 
in terms of a, a new modality, I just said, well, where has this come from? Have the Chinese done this for centuries? Is this a practice that the Buddhist monks have done for centuries? Has this been carried out in past cultures or present cultures that have a long history? Um, the Native American tribe, the Apache, if their child has scarlet fever, they will literally dig a hole in the earth outside, pop the child in up to about here, sit around the child, light a fire, and that is their um, modality to break the fever. So they're basically grounding the child. It's amazing. Yeah, that's interesting. <laughs> we don't know how, how well it worked. <laughs> Should we try it? <laughs> but it was, the, it was the best they had at the time. But I, yeah, uh, yeah I, I agree with that. I mean, it's it's some similar sort of thing to the study that I was talking about uh, of the premature infants yeah. as well. Um, and that's that's true. I mean, you look at something like meditation, which has only really had been sort of scientifically scrutinized in the last 20 to 30 years, yet it's a practice that's been done forever. And the ability to observe your thoughts is what I I state is the most basic grounding principle of good mental fitness. And so, yeah, there's so many of these things that when we look backwards, we see, oh, those people actually had their shit together. They didn't have, they didn't have cell phones and uh, self-driving cars, but they were, they were well. Yeah, absolutely. And these are practices that have been conducted for such a long period of time. And they're, like, when you think, like the Westerner was always looking for the prescription, Jimmy. They want to know how long and for how long do I have to do it? How long do I have to do it per day and for how many yeah. weeks, you know? Whereas the, these cultures don't think like that. It's kind of the same with sauna. Um, and, you know, I was trying to find out what's the optimum prescription for authentic Finnish sauna. No one could articulate it who actually was brought up in that culture because it was like, well, when you we feel like we want to get out. Yeah, yeah we get it. It's all about feeling. Yeah, which is why I just want to finish here with explaining that, yes, as Nigel said, with the modality, I looked it up, uh, uh, Amazon, the US, which I can get sent here, a hundred bucks for sleeping mats. Uh, so it's like a hundred and 140 New Zealand dollars. Then there are the patches, which plug in, they're like a dollar per patch. So you get 90 patches for, uh, for $90. And so you can buy that sort of stuff, but there is also the simple thing of, like you said, walking outside barefoot me sitting at the beach for an hour in the morning, meditating and journaling. You can also swim. Just being, being in water has shown to have the same grounding effects. Even gardening, something, getting your hands in the dirt has had many, many studies done on it as well, showing the, the effects of, in many aspects of that. One of my favorite little Japanese contentments is called Shinrin-yoku, which is called forest bathing. And so that is going out in the forest and just standing in the forest. You know, these are, these are things that we can do that are free. They are relatively easy. Um, and so we don't have to sort of limit ourselves to using these things 
as a medicine, like you said. We need to understand what the practice does for us as a whole and start incorporating it as a lifestyle change, not a pill we take every day. Yeah, absolutely. And when you look back at all these ancient cultures, Jimmy, like say the Buddhist monks, and they would have been doing all of their breathing exercises and you know thoughts and meditations while they were grounded. Of and it's course. just that now, you know, our Western society is so ungrounded that we actually need to seek these things out and make these conscious decisions to say, well, hey, could I do this a bit differently? So, for example, you know, I used to sit on a woolen rug in my lounge and do the breathing in the morning. Whereas now I go out on my deck because I've measured myself and I'm grounded out there. Yeah. Or if I um, I always just put a little foot or something to be exposed to the earth as, if I can. So yep. um, when doing these modalities. I'm going to go buy myself a multimeter. I'm going to go down to the hardware store, get myself a multimeter and check out my house and see how it, how it is. I am going to purchase some sheets, Nigel Beach. Be even though I've been a little bit reluctant, I haven't done it. Even though you've uh, told me the benefits for a while, uh, you got me with crazy dreams. I'm in for that. I'm in for the crazy. <laughs> I'm in for the crazy dreams. But I'm I'm barefoot a lot over here, and I sit on the beach a lot, and I I think I ground a reasonable amount here. So, you know, I've been getting the benefits in that way. But uh, everyone needs to go find out how they can do that for them. All right, Nigel Beach, uh, I say good things about you all the time, and then people will probably want to talk to you. So uh, how do they get hold of you? How do they find out more about the Nigel Beach effect? Yeah, thanks, Jimmy. Well, um, I do have a practice down here in Tauranga um, at the Mount Monganui Golf Club. It's a fantastic facility there. We've got a studio gym, yoga, pilates, and, and I'm based out of there. So um, either I could be seen in person uh, or I can be seen over Zoom. And that's how I see many people around the world is through you Zoom. You fix and my best... wife over Zoom. <laughs> it's amazing, eh? So, um, yeah, it's, I guess the one good thing to come out of this, you know, lockdown kind of situation over these last few years is people have got in tune with using Zoom and these are virtual, virtual techniques. But um, so, yeah, I think just maybe... Instagram is Nigel Beach. Um, you'll have to put up with a few stories and posts about my kids, but uh, that's all right. That's all part of life. <laughs> and um, Otherwise, um, elementhealth.co.nz is the website. Perfect. Nigel, thank you very much. Once again, appreciate your knowledge and expertise to help us be mentally fitter. Love you long time. Love you, Jimmy. Thank you for having me on. That was Inside Out with Jimmy Hunt. See you next time.